Hello and welcome to all our lovely listeners. A very happy new year to all of you and you're listening to the Totally Indian Football Show with me your host Suju and I don't think I would want to start this or kick off the podcast for the new year with none other than your good friend of mine and of the show. I'm so glad to have him back. Sandeep, welcome to the podcast. Hello, how are you Suju? Doing fine. I hope uh, the new year has probably started on a good note for you. How is it going? Yeah, New Year started on a very uh, busy note for me, let's say. Great. I think uh, I am anywhere known to ask people to, you know, make time for me in their busy schedule. So you are added to that list once again. Thank you so much for doing this. Not that busy also. <laughs> <laughs> well, then let's get started because it's been a while that on the Total Indian Football Show, we haven't spoken about what the shenanigans that are happening in Indian football. Uh, we'll kick off things with uh, the Indian Super League, which has been, I think, uh, one of the interesting, if uh, I don't want to be caught off guard or corrected, saying that if I call it one of the in- most interesting ones, because at least the top half of the table looks pretty good. Sandeep, you have, uh, well, Hyderabad won the game, so they are now one-point lead ahead of Mumbai City FC, but Mumbai City FC will now take on Kerala Blasters on Sunday and uh, Kerala Blasters are sitting in the third position. A lot of things are happening. It's actually a very crazy one. Uh, what is your take on in overall the way uh, whatever the action that you've caught so far in ISL? Well, I think to summarize it on a large perspective it will be difficult uh, in the sense of performance. So we'll do that once we get into the discussion. I'd just like to say generally about Football being back, you know, in the sense that it is back with the people, there are fans in the stadiums again. Uh, That's been a wonderful move. But that said, I come from, I I live in Bangalore, right? So I watch Bangalore FC most of the time and uh, their uh, current form is not great. I think, I'm not sure, but then their fans are still coming into their stadiums. Uh, I heard uh, Jamshedpur is having really good crowd and Obviously, Kerala absolutely dominates in that in that sphere as well. So, good that football is back with you know in front of the people. It's great that people like Des Buckingham and stuff like that. When we had multiple conversations last year about him wanting to experience the proper culture, even Ivan Vukmanovic said the same. So these guys are all getting a chance to see what football is all about. Which part is crazy? Which part uh, is indifferent? Which part is on in between? So overall, a great thing. I was surprised with the numbers that they got in the middle of the World Cup, which I did not expect them to sort of retain that kind of numbers. So, kudos to that also. I saw a recent stat also that it's one of the most watched league or the most watched league in Asia. I'm not really sure about uh, what metric and stuff that is. So, uh, yeah, all in all, good things, I guess, for the league at least. Let's hope uh, everything around it can also sort of, you know, yeah, I mean, like you're mentioning, like, of course, we can always uh, give out those stats. But to talk about just, I think it also matters what happens on the field, right? Like, for example, Kerala Blasters, the way they've been performing, they had, you know, and it's it's also the first time that they've retained their coach, you know, after you know going back and forth with, you know, trying out different coaches, but they stuck to Ivan and he's delivered, right? Back-to-back wins and they currently sit at the third place with 25 points and they are going, coming into Bombay, playing Mumbai City FC with great confidence because they come from a win. Both the teams are coming in from a win. So when you look at the on-field performance, do you also see when that has improved? Yeah, absolutely. Um. It's no surprise that the top three teams, Hyderabad, Mumbai, Kerala, as it stands right now, are where they are because they've retained the coach. 
Now, there is no chance that Ivan uh, Vukmanovic could have been removed from that place because he had a phenomenal season last year. And he came on uh, our injury time and uh, told that he wants to stay. And if they had still let him go, there would have been riots, I think. So, fair play to them. And they've built on it. So, let's if you're focusing on these three teams particularly, I know Kerala's maybe five, six points behind the, you know, the leaders. But I think what Ivan has managed to do in the sense that he has bought that team and he plays in a manner that resonates with the people in Kerala that the fans can feel, you know, they don't always dominate games or they don't always play the kind of game that is going to make you feel like, oh, what a great team. But they are effective. His substitutions are good. He is able to get the crowd involved. He's got them on his side because it's a very Kerala crowd you've seen in the, in the past that, you know, they can turn against the coach. And if they do turn against the coach, it's a very difficult situation. But he's got them on his side. I think they're a little bit punching above their weight. And that's kudos to kudos to Ivan, kudos to the players, especially the foreign players. I mean, is there... I don't know. I, I think Luna, as rated as he is, is still underrated for what he does for that team. And the recent goal that they scored, uh, you know, with the whole back heel and running from one end to the other, absolute beautiful goals. So, they are getting dirty goals, they are getting good goals, look like a really good team. I don't think they will end up winning the Shield. I don't think they will even possibly challenge for the Shield. But I would be really, really scared facing them in the knockouts because I am not sure how the knockouts are going to be this year. But if they get into the knockout position, any team playing them is going to have an absolute nightmare because... These guys are on it most of the days. And it's no surprise, right? The top three teams, I think between them in the last five games, uh, so let's say three into five, 15 games, I think Kerala drew one. Otherwise, they're all won everything. So, 14 games, these three teams have won in 15. That's a phenomenal number. Mumbai, I think again, continuity is there. Des has done a phenomenal job in uh, developing Changte, developing Apuya, even Vinitrai to that extent. Bipin's consistency has been good. He's added uh, Greg Stewart, who is probably, the, I mean, not probably the best player in the league, especially last season. And on top of that, he's got uh, Diaz playing in a slightly different role, which suits the team. So, he's got everything properly dialed in. You would expect them to be where they are, you know, considering the money that they spent. And uh, yeah, so but I think that should not take away from what Des has done as a coach and the kind of, I mean, we've seen Changte get into these positions again and again and again and not really convert and suddenly he's doing it. And it's like uh, Andy Silvery says, right, you, it's a ketchup bottle sometimes. You know, once you keep hitting the back of the bottle, once the goal comes, it just keeps coming. So, uh, hopefully, Changte can continue that long into this, going into the Asian Cup as well. And I think, when I spoke to Des, I think a podcast will come in the next couple of days. He was very happy with having that time to prepare for the Champions League, because that meant that they were together through the whole league, had a lot of injuries. You know, people like uh, Rowland was injured and there were also few others in between kept getting injured. Then he had the time, had a good uh, Champions League campaign as well. And now coming into the season, they looked much better, uh, much more cohesive. Apuya is doing really well. He's added uh, layers to his game. So, all in all, that's a great team as well. And Hyderabad, who I think is uh, everybody's sentimental favourite, who does not spend that much money. But Manolo is such a guy that he's managed to get that, you know, team into... I mean, he's overperformed with that team for the third straight season. And that's an absolutely phenomenal achievement, especially in Indian football. 
where they have consistently lost players. You know, first they lost Liston, this season they lost Ashish Rai, but they've always managed to turn it around. And even when they don't have foreigners, they don't complain. I mean, the whole reason why Yasir, Hitesh and all the rest of them are playing as the way they are or got opportunities at least is because these foreigners were injured at some point or the other. Uh, Manolo does a phenomenal job in uh, making these players tick. And I've seen them play. I saw them recently against Bengaluru FC. It's They don't play like uh, they don't have a lot of possession and they don't play in that style. And uh, there are a lot of other teams who probably play prettier football, you can say. But Hyderabad... They look so comfortable defending, so comfortable, and they know that there is an out ball when they, you know, counter attack or when they have when they are on the ball, they have players who can deliver. And what he has done, look, I think uh, 2013 is the first time I probably thought of Hali Charan Nazari as this young player who's probably going to be a really good one for Indian football. For years, it looked like that was a flash in the pan, and he was never going to be that player. But I think there is no other Indian player who's improved as much as Harley has. And the impact that he's having in goals and assists. And I saw some people say things like, you know, there are nobody in the stadium. Uh, from what I understand, from people that I've spoken to, it's because the stadium is not very convenient to get to that easily. It generally fills up towards the second half. So maybe that could be a factor as well. But all in all, uh, if they continue doing that, it's great for Hyderabad football, which has sort of been dormant for a long time. Yeah, these three clubs have been uh, great. And I think the top two especially, very different teams, very different coaches, very different financial situation. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And that's what, like you said, the football drives the, the crowd. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned certain players. And I think, you know, being in Bombay, you get to watch matches here. So, I would speak something which I've seen in person. It's a completely different ball game when you watch certain players on TV and then you watch them live. Uh, you just then kind of believe why the whole hype is and the hype is very real. Because when you actually see a Changte and Bipin play live, and it's like, I mean, I don't know if it would be too much if I said it's poetry in motion because these guys are absolute workhorses and you see them like, because the camera only shows when the player has the ball, right? But when you're on the field, you're watching them throughout the game and it's just phenomenal to see these, they are young, they really have good potential and I think that's where, you know, the future kind of holds because we see that, okay, it looks, it doesn't, it's not all that bad for us. So because... It's absolutely crazy to see them. And I think, yeah, like talking about Mumbai City, I think Devapriya Dev on Twitter, I remember his tweet that he mentioned the current Mumbai City FC team is the greatest team of all time in the history of Hero ISL. And he also went on to say, you know, what do you think? Do you, do you see that? I mean, do you agree to this point as you've followed ISL? That this Mumbai is the greatest of all time? Yeah. I mean, they certainly have a shout. I think uh, if they go the whole league without getting beaten, for sure, I think. That 2017 Albert Roca's Bangalore team was a very good team as well. Uh, they went through and I think they lost some games because they were so... Like, Roca is such a coach that he's like, you take it or we'll take it. There is no settling and all. So, sometimes he makes too many attacking changes and that affects <laughs> also. And in the end, they were cruising. So, they sort of ended up playing kids and stuff like that. But... Yeah, I mean, definitely there is a point to the fact that they are probably one of the best uh, teams. If they go the whole season without getting beaten, for sure, uh, you can claim that. I'm trying to think, actually, if there was any such a dominant team. Yeah, I think the team that you mentioned. Yeah, I can't really... I think this is... Yeah. 
and i'm not looking at isl before afc approval came right because that was a tournament and that was like a little different so yeah no because the team yeah. that you mentioned that went on i think it's the same team that got 40 points right way before anything happened and they were on top of the points table ha uh, i think most of the matches were still remaining and they were already qualified sitting up their cemented their position yeah but so the funny yeah. thing is right uh, a team like that if they they didn't there was no shield at that time right so they won it and then they lost the isl and you don't think of them as a great team this next year when uh, carles quadra took over and he did a phenomenal job as well getting them to the whole uh, you know title and everything so he did a great job as well i think both of those teams probably you can put there but rokas was probably aesthetically pleasing and maybe a little more dominant in the way they played so yeah but i think mumbai is right up there and i think by the end of the season we will be looking at the most dominant team in isl history which is which is only like 5 6 years to be fair so Uh, i'm sure we'll have hopefully better teams hopefully we'll have better teams as well yeah absolutely and i think uh, yes to keep things clear out there we are definitely only focusing at this point on the men's football before anyone comes and says oh we are talking about football and we have only addressed one I mean, part of it men's football i think yeah. recently gokulam right yeah 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 so before we move away from talking about the on field performances and the leagues that we are looking at and we spoken about how these top in our top half of the teams in ISL are doing well now the i league most of us haven't been able to catch because of the timings that are there but whoever is listening to our show wants to be part of my show and talk about i league feel free to you know uh, reach out to me in dm us on the humans of indian football twitter page instagram or you know personally to me also i'll be more than happy to host you and we can discuss about i league as well but uh, we spoke about mumbai city can i just uh, make one mention about the i league yeah not so much about the matches and stuff because it's an absolute travesty that to watch i league is such a difficult thing right to, just to get to watch them you have to find the app and sometimes they stream sometimes they don't it's all over the place a little bit and uh, because of the job as well it happens most most even we are working so that's also an issue this is the season where you are going to promote a team and uh, people should be paying attention to these teams and people should be allowed to watch these teams as well and it's an absolute travesty that we are in the situation where uh, you know srinidhi is doing amazingly well we did not expect that from them maybe at the beginning of season uh, kashmir round glass punjab gokulam is not who we all thought is probably the shoe in 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 the manner that they have sort of played the last few years uh, they are not having great season so there were so many storylines over there and it's just sad that uh, many people cannot follow all of this Yeah I think uh, the last I checked Srinidhi were up on that points table leading the the points table so yeah it definitely is interesting and I think it always has been interesting but yeah unfortunately most of us aren't able to catch the action but let's come back to what we are able to watch and what we are able to talk now we spoke about these two teams and these three four five teams that are doing pretty well I think before we move away let's talk about how all of this that has happened so far is going to give us a really good game on sunday because it's all these things that we spoke about is is a good build up to mumbai city fc versus kerala blasters and it's always i think and always a good fight to see these two teams play the last time mumbai city went to kerala blasters it was they were hammered uh, but the scenes have changed because kbfc have been a different team altogether this time around as they come as visitors so sandeep what are you expecting for the sunday kickoff between Mumbai City versus KBFC. Tough question because 
you can never really count out kerala and the way they are playing it's easy to say you know mumbai are the most dominant team they should be able to win and stuff you can say it in some sense in a boxing or a mma sort of a sense you have this one team who is a very pure sort of the way they play football technique and everything is right and then you have the other person who is able to land that one knockout blow who can hang in there until he gets through the difficult parts and then sort of pick up and dominate you seen those kind of those are the fights that you enjoy watching and uh, this is a match that i think it will be the same like see if it's uh, in mumbai's home but i do think kerala will get a lot of support there as well so i don't think it will be like a like you go to kerala it's difficult for an away, away team but you go to mumbai i think wherever kerala travels more or less they do get huge support so yeah they are going to be right up there and uh, if mumbai has i mean they are uh, one match less than hyderabad so even if a draw is there they are still sort of you know there and thereabouts but if they lose this then it might be a little difficult and then that means it gives uh, hope to kerala as well so uh, yeah all in all a lot of a uh, lot of things are riding on this maybe we won't look at it because they are two and three and just you know fighting for the title and all of that but uh, a very important game and a very a big slippery slope for mumbai and a huge opportunity for kerala yeah like you mentioned in the when you started talking about this it's a difficult uh, question to answer because the matches that i've watched so far live when i have gone in confidently yeah, mumbai is going to be like probably i've predicted like the first half is going to be like this and it's going to be that way but with kbfc the way that they are going yeah i mean they should be i think uh, mumbai city shouldn't be going into this complacent they should know who they are facing and i'm sure uh, it's definitely going to be a cracker of a game for sunday night now let's talk about the other things that you know probably also go around with indian football that is uh, off the field we are all aware that we have a new regime in hand uh, with aiff and uh, they want they have shared certain plans with regards to what they plan to do going ahead and if i'm not wrong on we are recording this on the 6th of jan and on the 7th of january there's a press conference and there's some meets that happen and they're going to discuss something more so i think sandeep uh what do you have to tell us about this particular thing that's going to happen on 7th of jan and uh, so far before you talk about that what is your take on so far whatever they've done so far there has been a lot of photo opportunities and twitter comments and all the rest of it like i do think sometimes we are little over, overboard in criticizing the new regime because they have just taken charge and to expect them to unravel everything that has been done in aif for the last decade or two decades or whatever it was it's going to take a lot of time now obviously there are people in the aiff who let's say are not the most favorite you know of the people who are watching football and the ardent fans and stuff like that i feel like we have to give them opportunity let's i mean obviously i'm talking about chaji here he gets a lot of stuff thrown at him on social media and stuff like that but from what i understand talking or listening to people who are in and around aiff offices he is actually trying to do make some changes like you know he's called in a lot of uh, there was a lobby he's sort of broken that lobby coming in he's trying to change few other things in i can't really uh, divulge a lot of these but he is trying to make some changes that is going to be long lasting now the question is will he be able to do it and is he going to do it in the right way that's a whole other uh, discussion but his initial ideas are fine 
as far as kalyan chawbe is concerned i did speak to him i met him when he came to bangalore he seemed to have fairly decent interest in moving football on i think the fact that they didn't uh, they pulled out of the 2027 asian cup bid was a good move although selfishly i do feel like <laughs> they could have hosted it also then people could have seen maybe that would have been a huge boost for football and uh, you know interest in asian football so uh, maybe we missed them both there but like uh, when i did a story about hosting these mega events one of the things you find this india is not it's not about you know um, stadiums and infrastructure is there that's not a problem the problem the and the questionable issues that you are the hosting events which we have no right to even play but asian cup is not that so i did you know some i was a little sympathetic towards that bit actually but anyway so obviously moving away from that hopefully they are uh, looking at the long game so uh, we'll talk a little more once we discuss the strategic plan but yeah initial thoughts are i think they we need to give them a year to see whether they have done good or bad yeah i mean like you mentioned yeah we are all because the way it's been going on we always feel that uh, we are always at the receiving end for different things but yes time should be given and they've just gotten and they're trying to do so we'll we have to all wait and see but let's come to now talking about the big day the big thing that's going to that's upcoming which is on 7th of jan what is it called what are they going to reveal what are they going to share and what are you expecting from it as someone who's followed indian football for so many years now and uh, can we actually hold on to a hope that you know probably it looks like at if not really good but at least better than what it was before what can we expect from this big meet i mean the interesting thing is uh, nobody can say what we can expect and this uh, strategic plan is one of the most closely guarded secrets that is uh, ever come out of ff in a while because this is a trump card right this is the major big thing they came into the office the new regime and immediately they had to deal with okay we have to host a international event we have to host a world cup so all hands on deck everything else can take a hike until that event is over so that was a focus in the beginning they did that then now the question was oh i league is almost here oh okay fine fine let's just do it here at this time let's figure out whatever we have to uh, in terms of telecast we can just get away with it this year then that happened then is when they actually started working so now you got the promotion confirmed i am a skeptic about that but i do feel and i'm whatever i'm hearing from the association people or people around that is that promotion is going to happen AFF is particularly bullish on the fact that promotion has to happen. So uh, I think they might even help the club moving up, you know, because the operational cost for a for an I-League club to an ISL club is going to be significant. So uh, they are going to help them. I don't know how exactly in terms of sponsorship and stuff, but there are talks in that. Hopefully, if they have to, they might be able to help them out a bit. Maybe you know, push some boat further than uh, the club can. So stuff like that is on the works. but yeah so strategic plan is neither new it's not a new concept because every 2019 they had a strategic plan 2014 or something they had a strategic plan obviously there was a, the lakshya scheme as well by robert van so all of this has been happening the issue is implementation and uh, the last regime certainly did not do anything to improve indian football and while isl was uh, the villain in many sense of the word but they are essentially what kept football alive in india i mean let's be very honest with it because uh, i league before isl uh, you know they put it front and center 
I like used to happen, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon, four o'clock in the afternoon, and stuff like that. And people were finding it difficult to come. If you had a floodlight, you could play at seven, seven thirty. But how many teams, you know, wanted to do that? Production quality was bad. It was not promoted, and all of those. So ISL, as much as they have some flaws, and they do have some really big flaws, they did keep the football alive. So now this. Uh, strategic plan coming into the fold i i think there are few things they have to hit and if they don't hit it i am just going to call it as a failure because they have to ensure that the calendar is given ahead of time the people know not just the i league and the isl teams and the i league two teams the elite league the youth league whatever the football is going to happen santosh trophy everything you need to have a calendar at the beginning of the year the teams uh, associations the organizations administrators they need to know because then you can plan your local leagues around it now you are just uh, playing the local league suddenly there is santosh trophy coming oh, okay let's uh, just pick up some players and we'll put it together and send them there that it doesn't work like that if you want to have a proper structure and a system and a long season this is the only way to develop football you need to have a calendar ahead of time you need to ensure that uh, the coaches education happens because we don't have that many good coaches and we need to ensure that coach education happens and the youth development there are enough games especially after under 12 and this if you have to make it into smaller regions and have the teams play within that region and then have a south zone east zone west zone sort of a thing and then have one final because if you can't have these guys traveling around and spending so much money that just it doesn't make any sense you play within your means you play within your area you play 40 42 50 games then you make sure then you get some improvement and this is not rocket science this is what everybody is doing uh, even shaji has been tweeting about japan's great success in the world cup and stuff so you know how they did it we all wrote articles about it we've heard people come and talk about it it's not uh, that rocket science so you just need to ensure that there is a structure that runs it and that's aff has failed in that for so many years and we also had a couple of years without youth leagues and that generation of players you will feel that in 6 7 years because that generation of players may not be as good as the ones before or one after because you are all looking at reliance youth foundation or a few other academies to produce top players players are coming from everywhere and i think uh, some stuff are happening especially in uh, mizoram and stuff which is great uh, some new ventures are also coming up but aff themselves has to ensure that tournaments are happening and coming to that extent aff has promised i think 27 or 24 lakhs to state association to run their football which is something that aff has never done before and now that they are doing it they need to ensure that there is accountability where this money is going when i spoke to kalyan sobe and a harris when they were here they said that it is not going to be like one time 27 lakhs you are going to give it as over the months and as and when they need more they would increase a little bit more and increase a little bit less depending upon the footballing activity also so association like the tamil nadu association the chennai fa all of them have failed to conduct any event in for so many years their leagues are not working for so many years at the same time their office bearers are sitting in the aff and having no issues they did not face any flag and this is i'm not pulling up tamil nadu alone there are other states also who didn't do anything like rajasthan united is one of those stories when they had to play i think eight games in 11 days just so that uh, oh we finish the league so you can send up a team for the second division league and rajasthan did not expect to win that they won and then they went on to do quite well actually 
so these kind of stuff cannot happen you need to have a clear understanding of what tournaments and how many tournaments are happening and if a state is not doing it punish them either debar them or take away their money or do something or the other to ensure that they are punished we can't just keep uh, you know accepting mediocrity because that is becoming part of our lifestyle now in indian football and that's not fair and there is so much corruption also and there are like people slag on a uh, lot of states who are doing things like karnataka state league the bdfa super division and all is not the highest level like so a lot of the times people see players in karnataka in the super division and think they can go and do well in the isl it's not the same level goa kerala west bengal then the mizoram manipur they are all probably higher than in terms of intensity and level but every year they are improving and that's all you can ask like they get this year i think uh, bdf super division had uh, 19 games or something which is great i mean you can say that league could have been two like it but they, there is just not enough space so in the calendar and all that kind of stuff so they need to get this in in line as well youth development Uh, keeping uh, accountability and also figure out who is developing the player are the clubs supposed to develop players is the national is the aff going to do it with their elite youth system or whatever that is or are they going to be uh, the smaller clubs who are going to do the you know uh, the soccer schools and all of those or is it going to be a state federation because right now it's a like people are just all over the place nobody knows who's supposed to do what figure it out and uh, make a clear pathway so that you know that there is a future you know players can play and there is a pathway for them to improve and i think also aff owes a huge huge apology to women's football in india what they have done to that uh, team who was supposed to play in the asian cup and then couldn't because of administrative redundancy i'm just going to call it that because you had all these teams who flew in from everywhere and the host nation who basically didn't have to do any of these flying was the one who got absolutely smashed with this covid corona virus and they flew in less than a week before why couldn't you be there a week before so i'm absolutely going to call a spade a spade they are it was a administrative redundancy what the, happened with gokulam who was actually ready to play the tournament a tournament in which an indian club would actually do well potentially do well do good things there when you got the fifa ban and they lost it the money that team spent the effort that the coaching staff the players and all the rest of them put that's a horrible horrible thing to happen to anybody they need to apologize for it and then the under 17 world cup also those girls you would i don't think you guys did any favor to you know putting those girls out there to get absolutely smashed in front of the world and get criticized by the world media a lot of them were saying indian girls have no idea what it's doing sure it's a great experience for them it will be something that will be in their mantle and in part of their name forever but it is again we were uh, probably wearing uh, two big shoes for our feet at that point in time so this now going forward they need to figure out better i know iwl is getting better i think they are planning to improve and increase the games and stuff do it do whatever you have to do to ensure women's football because the difference in the level in women's football as opposed to the top level in men's football is lesser i'm not going to say they are going to immediately go and play the world cup they are not there's going to be difficult there, there is a process in there but probably you can help them and stop taking players because uh, of their name take players because of their skill do proper scouting and uh, yeah that's the biggest thing of course it's easier said than done but yeah these are all the things that probably i expect them to do something about 
uh, not just write like if they write it in the strategic plan great we'll give them that year or two year whatever it is if they don't implement then yeah then it's a whole other thing yeah i think the ones that you mentioned i think my key points i'm looking at is one word if i have to put it up sum it up is development development of your players at all levels be it men's or women's development of your coaches and i think that also includes development of your referees so more the game time i think that just helps all of them who are part of the stakeholders on field to get their job done and better and that also puts a great onus on having a great team behind the scenes who probably have take care of the coach education who take care of the scouting network to have the best there and to develop you know those kind of people as well because that is the key and if all of them who say they are in it for you know to developing indian football then i think these are the things that sandeep you just mentioned have to be looked out and i mean i I don't think anyone would disagree to what you mentioned about what has happened to women's football. I think more often than physically it's been a mentally disturbing year for them because with what that what's that happened at the camp then the whole mess that happened with like both the tournaments that you mentioned and it's always the case that it's never their fault. It's never the players fault. right and but they still are at the receiving end so definitely i think uh, even if there's no apology if they we, if we can if they can have more game time with regards to iwl or even having tournaments among uh, the national team so even the national team also improves yeah and i think we should one thing is what we should stop is probably put up a team for the sake of it just before a tournament just to host and i think that's you can take it in a good light of probably taking off uh, the afc cup but then yeah what if it was a fifa event would be would be ever say no to that uh, now that's a question to who oh, i don't know who is going to answer that but anyway i think a lot of things on the plate for us to see what is going to be actually put down there as of now we only see the plate we have to wait and see what gets added into it uh, and as sandeep mentioned if these things are implemented or at least put on paper fair enough we at least give them that but if it's not there then you've you know you've invited trouble right there but uh, to sum it up all sandeep as a year i mean this is our first episode for this podcast of the year and if i had to ask you apart now most of the things depend on what's going to happen on 7th of jan but otherwise how do you see this year pan out for indian football well it's a difficult uh, situation to answer let's see okay the first one has to be the asian cup i hear it could be anywhere between november or january of next year uh, the dates are not completely fixed i heard some some players when i was asking some players they said it could be amne to suna hai november bhi hoga and all so uh, we'll see uh, what time it is but that is going to be a major thing and i think the biggest gift that they can give is that give the indian team 3 weeks or something to prepare for that tournament if it happens in the middle of the isl stop the league or at least if you're not stopping the league let the national team players out so that they can prepare now this is easier said than done i don't believe that this will happen but i am honestly telling you that this time if you go there thinking oh we played okay last year and we are going to win that's not happening last time we manipulated the ranking to be in the position where we are on a higher pot we were theoretically not the worst team in the you know 
like we had theoretically worse teams in the box at least in terms of number world ranking and what not this time we don't have that luxury lot of the other teams who we thought are worse than us have actually gone forward so you never know who's going to come in our pot also so you have to understand that this team has to play and prepare well to go to that tournament and last time we keep louding just before we started also we saw twitter uh, message from afc saying oh india won their first game in this many years in afc tournament and what not we finished at the bottom of that table we finished behind thailand who we beat that time comfortably which is one of the big moments in that tournament so we should not forget where we actually ended up finishing and none of our uh, age group teams have also set this world alight either some okay performances but age group i'm little loath to talk too much about because i we know the situation with the age fraud and all the rest of it so i'm not always convinced that that's the best uh, barometer to check but at least we would know that there is a great generation coming and often that is the case but yeah they have to get that time to prepare i don't know if they will if there is a campaign to be started to ensure that happens i think it's a good point to start right now we have to ensure that happens otherwise it will be an embarrassment for us if there is a very good chance it will be an embarrassment for us then the women's football and the general structure of football has to improve however that may be it is that a lot of it will depend about what comes tomorrow there is also the issue with finances i, I don't think a lot of people are looking at the finances as well clearly there is a bubble in the isl the spending on players and everything they are spending beyond their means a lot of the teams are obviously struggling and i mean we all know teams are losing money as well we have to know that if this keeps happening and there is no return of investment and there is no like you know going upwards in terms of uh, higher viewership or higher uh, price money or bettering the level of the football in the country playing better in asia or something like that it is going to affect maybe not next year maybe not this year maybe not in 5 years but it's certainly going to affect in the long run we've seen so many clubs shut down in the i league two have already shut down and reopened in some sense of the word uh, in the isl already and uh, we've had uh, ATK Mohan Bagan, a club that was bought over. Uh, we have um, East Bengal, who every start of every season is trying to find new sponsors to stay afloat. So these are not good signs. We see what is happening in the Chinese league. Teams shutting down. One of the great champions are being relegated. These are things that will legitimately happen if you don't see what is coming for you. If you if you don't have an eye on the you know in front of you, uh, looking at the what is happening down the road. so uh, hopefully they can solve all of this and uh, yeah it's i i just want to be in a situation where i don't have to constantly moan and complain and feel bad about indian football some in some way shape or form just let us have a let's be one of those people who are just happy who be happy to see their teams play happy to see their clubs play happy that they're doing well happy things are going up instead of always having this dark cloud of oh this is great but at the same time that is not good so there is i don't need that caveat anymore i've done this for a decade i'm just tired of that so let's hopefully 2023 will be the start of us uh, stopping that kind of feeling coming in yeah and i think that's a great note to end the show with and uh, you know we just like 
I have always said this and I think I keep repeating whenever I talk about like Indian football on field performances or whatever happens off the field I always end it since the first episode ever I did for a podcast with TFG and on to now uh, it's like we you know we only hang to that hope uh, we we live on that hope that things would get better but as Sandeep mentioned uh, let's only again hope for the best after the 7th jan and we look forward to a year i i will end it on a morbid note yeah. though <laughs> <laughs> because you mentioned right all the hope that we drive yeah if you look at it there were few indian football journalists who used to actually dig deeper and write hard hitting stories over the years those guys have left and uh, there are others who are thinking of leaving or in the process of leaving because the more you enter the deeper into that belly of the beast it's going to be a it's not good it's okay to be in the surface and write uh, nice stories and everything that is great there is always uh, room for great stories but when sometimes when you hear about what happens in the back uh, in, in the meeting rooms or behind the scenes it's not very very good and a lot of the people have sort of lost hope and left let's hope that uh, that doesn't happen to more people so that's another thing that i wanted to touch on because recently yeah, heard yeah, couple more yeah. have left so yeah absolutely because uh, yeah even like you know the platforms like your zone injury time and whether it's the green football show whether the other creators out there uh, there needs to be something that keeps us all going stories will of definitely be there but uh, then again it's boils down to how we are doing on the field so hopefully from what we are looking at things get better from here on thank you sandeep once again for taking time out uh, for doing this and i think it's a great episode to kick off things with at the totally new football show thank you so much thanks for the chance to all the lovely listeners thank you once again for continuing with your love and support we need that even more uh, in this year as well so like and i only have to say that uh, expect some great people on the show uh, as always but uh, yeah for the couple of months at least i've logged in some of some interesting guests who are from india from outside india so hopefully you would be looking forward to the totally football show as well we are available on all the audio platforms so do listen to them on your preferred platforms you can follow us on socials uh, humans of indian football on instagram and our twitter handle is at the rate official hoif i'm your host suju at the rate suju matthew 94 on twitter please feel free to touch reach out to us as well if you want to write to us humans of indian football at gmail.com whatever you can reach out to us about our podcast the stories that you want us to cover you want to have someone on the show do let us know what are your thoughts and uh, we'll try and get it done thank you once again for all the love please do follow and subscribe to our podcast once again thank you very much